Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Window to the Soul podcast. We are here like we are every Friday morning at 9.15 EST in the podcast studio. My name is Stephen Covert. I'm the creative marketing manager here. I'm with Andrew Phillips, our communications project manager. If you haven't gotten the formal introduction, that's what we do. Uh, before the episode begins with April Dean, we wanted to give a few announcements, just uh, tracking on our United Against Cancer Month, uh, a few things going around down here, and just a few minor updates. This will take about 60 seconds, and then your episode will begin. Andrew, give us an update on how we're doing with United Against Cancer this month. Well, first, I just want to say thank you to everybody last week who wore their best pink outfits. It is so awesome to see the commitment and buy-in from everybody. Uh, it was a long day for us, the marketing team, um, but it was so worth it. Uh, everybody had a yeah. great time. And then, man, those brand ambassadors, every time we do something with them, the fire and energy they bring uh, is second to none. Uh, and we had a great pink fashion show followed up by a nice meal and some good team camaraderie uh, on the marketing side last uh, last thir- Wednesday night. Yeah. And then numbers-wise, let's pull it up right now. We'll go to a live update. This is, uh, we're crushing it. 809 units sold. Wow. I can't do math that quick, but we are pacing extremely well. That's huge. 809 uh, times five is $4,045, plus a couple of hundred dollars of individual donations. So we're over $4,100 raised for uh, American Cancer Society. So we will crush that $5,000 goal. That's freaking go. Uh, 10 days left. It's hard to believe that left. week three is closing up. Um, but I think you have a special announcement of another way you can donate and share uh, your story uh, in the fight against cancer. Absolutely. So if you have donated and when you plan on donating, there are pieces of cardstock flyer right by the door here at the uh, 3965. 3895. 3895. Office. Just dub that over. I always 3895. <laughs> but there are cardstock, which basically gives you an opportunity to write down the why for why you are united against cancer and it'll face internally. So people walk by and they get a little bit of your story and they are inspired by what you stand for. And it also face outwardly. So those coming by, new employees, customers can see exactly how much renewal cares and how much. We are all united for this fight against cancer. Once again, those are on a table by the door. Go ahead and write one down and stick it on the glass door. Um, and that's about it for me. Yeah, one week left. So if you're considering making a donation, uh, now is your time. Yeah. Uh, RenewalCares.com. And then you search for uh, Renewal by Anderson in Central Virginia. That's us. Absolutely. Um, so it's been a great cause. Uh, thanks to everybody that's taken some time to donate. Wear pink. Uh, Thomas Wiley, second shout out. He did great for Pink Day, but also bringing his family out to the Making Strides Walk. Uh, it's great to see that too. Absolutely. Hey, enjoy the episode. We will see you next Friday. Happy Friday, Richmond Window. We are back with episode 11 of the Window to the Soul podcast. Excited to have a guest back in the opposite chair, and I'm sure you are too, so you don't have to listen to Stephen and I rant about who knows what. But we are very thrilled to have one of our newer employees on today's podcast, Assistant Operations Manager, April Dean. April, first things first, how are we feeling today? I feel good. A little nervous, but I feel good. <laughs> no reason to be nervous. At an end of the weekend, what's a typical weekend in your world? So typically, um, I like to do activities outside. So either I'm working in my garden or in my yard, or I'll go kayaking, tubing, hiking, camping. I love to go camping. Um 
a lot of times, at least twice a month, I travel to Chesapeake and back for the day. Okay. I love the water. So. Nice. Is so just going to guess here, spring your favorite season this time of year? I think it's between spring and summer. Okay. I'm definitely, I yeah. love the sunshine. I love the beach. I love the outdoors. So yeah, absolutely. Evening, sunset, sunrises. Awesome. That's definitely me. Chesapeake, like on the bay, is that? Uh, yeah, close to that. Yeah. Okay. Fisherman or just uh. Actually, just sit out on the water. I sit out on the water. Now, okay. I have fished. Okay. A little funny story, but I do wear a glove. Okay. That's when you have to unhook the fish. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, Truthfully. You'll throw the rod out there, but you don't want any parts of bringing Correct. them into I'll the boat. I'll bring it in, but yeah, after that, and I'll be looking around for somebody to help me. <laughs> All right. So, Richmond Window, you've been here for about, I think, three months now. Mm-hmm. What were you doing before you came into to Richmond Window? Um, I worked as an operations manager for an exterior remodeling firm up in Stafford, Virginia. I was there for about two years. And then I also um, ventured out with him um, and went and helped him launch um, a franchise. Okay, cool. So obviously you have a little bit of background on what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. we'll take it back three months or so from now. You're cruising the internet. You see a job opening. Uh, at Richmond Window, what were your initial thoughts and what drew you in to to this company? Um, actually, I'd heard from Thomas. Okay. And Thomas reached out to me and just speaking with him and telling him, you know, hearing that they had a position that they were looking for and wanted to know if I'd be interested in being interviewed and doing some internet research on Richmond Window and just seeing the things that we do out in the community, um, being one of the top employers in the Richmond area, and just the real upbeat attitude of Thomas, and was really interested in the expansion and growth that they were talking about. Thomas, who we already had a podcast with, mm-hmm. very interesting guy, but is our uh, talent acquisitions manager. So what was that process like working with him? He's only been here for a year, um, but if he's able to... to communicate to you some of the great things we do obviously that's like a warm feeling to start with with the company it was it was a really warm feeling just his whole initial phone call and then the follow-up phone call um you know being available to me you know email communication back and forth the onboarding with you know filling out the necessary paperwork um and then just making the arrangements to meet with paul directly so awesome so was there anything that stood out to you in this process that maybe, I don't know, sets us apart from some other job interviews that you've done in the past? Actually, there is. Okay. Um, when I came in to meet with Paul, while it was the initial interview, once we kind of was concluding with the interview, him taking the time to actually pull up our force or Salesforce that we use and just walking me through some of that and kind of showing me. Um, what that looks like for them and their goal and what they're looking for. And as, um, which is basically, you know, fine tuning some processes Mm -hmm. and um, basically fine tuning some processes. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're great. Went there. Um, So that I just taking that extra time and his whole demeanor and his calm voice and just very upbeat. So I really enjoyed it and just, you know, felt really comfortable. So you told me yesterday when I reached out to, to set this up and you said when we were talking in my back office that you kind of feel like you're still learning on the job. You've definitely learned a lot of things. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ways for this to go, but I guess my question is what is your job and, and 
what like what, you come in it's eight seven thirty eight in the morning what do, what do we start with and where does your day take you so obviously um I come in around seven thirty seven fifteen and first thing is take a quick look at emails and then I open up um, our schedule and look at all the installs that we had the day before preparing for a post install meeting so we have a small team of us the install manager our customer care manager um, James within our jobs in progress and myself get together every morning and review the jobs from the day before and this way we can focus on was the install complete you know was there an installation issue or a service that has arised and recognizing revenue, um, handoff calls conducted, that you know that kind of stuff. And then this way we know, do we need to do anything to follow up from the day before? Gotcha. So the unique thing about this podcast, so we've talked to a lot of leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them have been here for a good chunk of time. Uh, Paul being the mm-hmm. most senior in terms of time served here at Richmond Window. You come in as someone that's been an operations manager in your past. Mm -hmm. What are some of your first impressions of working with the leadership team? With working with the leadership team, honestly, just they're very positive and upbeat, and they seem to really want to support you and uplift you. Um, And that is probably one of the things that really attracted me even in the interviewing process. So I found it great working with them. Um, As you mentioned you know, coming in here, it truthfully was just like, wow. Yeah. I, it was a little bit overwhelming for me. Um, feel like I'm getting a little bit more comfortable now, being able to navigate some things. But, of course, there's still a lot to learn. Um, and I'm, I'm really just looking forward <laughs> to that. I'm primarily um, at this point just overseeing and seeing how things kind of move throughout the different divisions over on the customer care side. But working with the accounting team, with Ms. Shannon, and recognizing revenue and assisting on trying to collect on accounts receivable, and then working towards um, survey responses. Yeah, so what it sounds like is you've gotten a chance that sometimes doesn't happen for everybody, especially right away. You've been able to interact with all of the different departments and getting to meet all of the unique people mm-hmm. that get that work, work here. And, you know, in my role, I kind of get to see it in this chair and with Steven doing these podcasts, I've learned so much about people that maybe I knew a little bit about, but, but not a whole bunch. That's like a very unique thing for this company. What, is there any like overarching themes uh, that you've seen from the people or uh, similar characteristics? Definitely. um, I see a lot of teamwork, um, especially, you know, over here in the admin side, even over in ops, you just see how the customer care is just constantly interacting. Right. I mean, they they collaborate together, they communicate together, trying to, you know, make sure we have the full scope of what is going on with the job. And for your direct reports, it takes a little while for a customer to get to you, but at the same time, it's kind of the the most important button up pieces because you're overseeing the windows going into our customer's home. But what people may not know is this process for the customer starts sometimes months and months ahead where they're just depending on how they fall in, but they see someone, the marketing team works with them, sets an appointment. Then they have their sale, which could be two or three months. So it's the final piece. So you kind of get to see the exciting stuff, but it's also maybe the most nerve wracking because now we're talking about being in customers' homes and making sure we deliver on what we promised all the way back when. Correct. 
Um, and then also just that communication piece with the homeowner, you know, um, speaking with them, the, the team reaching out to them. Um, and then, you know, if necessary, I don't, you know, I only speak to them if, if it becomes necessary as part of the chain of command. Right. But, um, anything, the most interesting piece of information that you've learned here at Richmond window three months in, um, (laughs) (laughs) there's been a lot I've learned. Um, this is a good question. It is. It's, it's ca- ca- caused me to pause for a moment. Truthfully, I just returned from the leadership workshop yeah. in Minnesota. So one thing is learning about the different people and their personality profiles and the generational. Another thing that um, I think I've learned the most here actually working at Richmond Window is seeing all the hands that play into making the um, signature customer experience how many facets play into that. Yeah. Um, You mentioned Minnesota. You went up there for leadership training. That's some things that we've heard from some people that have gotten to do. Mm -hmm. What were your overarching experience? I know, I don't know, because I didn't ask you before, but you were hoping to tour uh, the facility. Were you able to do that? And we were not, I was uh, not able to do that this time. Um, Just timing, right? Yeah. Timing. Um, I thought the leadership conference was great. You know, a lot of information, but they really, um, you know, put us into teams, help put us into different scenarios so that we could role play and together discuss them and build up on that and just give you some coaching ideas and ways to approach different things. So I took a lot from that. And I'd have to assume we've talked a lot about the Renewal by Anderson network. Mm-hmm. Um, while, you know, this seems like a huge operation here, which it is, it's happening all across the United States. So you got pretty quickly a, a nice chance. And I'm sure you've talked to people but actually getting up to Minnesota and meeting different people that may be in your same chair, you know, in Minnesota or in, you know, middle America somewhere else. Yeah, I did actually Um, met quite a few of them that are in operations. Um, And also just really the importance of the link that's available to us and the resource for that and meeting people and, and being able to pull information and collaborate with them. If we have things that, you know, we'd like to discuss or we think might be, we might be able to do a little differently. So, yeah. And, and I, I just, the network is so amazing and I think mm-hmm. it's awesome that you got a chance to go up to Minnesota yeah. and, and meet people because it is like, I, I've been on the link since I've started and it is cool. And I've reached out to people that I've never even spoken to before about a project here or there. And it's immediate feedback, someone right back to you, but to get to live it, it's a little bit different. I would assume than just email mm-hmm. communication. It, it was. And then, um, you know, being able to hold those conversations, see, you know, what areas that um, they are really just thriving in and then areas, you know, that they may, ha- you know, have stumbling blocks and seeing, you know, how it, what's working for them, what's not working for them. And just having that chance to actually meet other people in the same industry. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, back to Richmond window, um, three months on the job. You obviously have some goals that you started to develop. You've come in, you've taken your notes. Now you're kind of getting rolling as you continue to learn mm-hmm. next three to six months. What are some things that you're really hoping to implement and help, you know, streamline process here? So one thing that our team over there have been doing, we've been meeting, we've had already had a couple of different meetings is just the whole communication process from um, when it comes over from sales, from tech measure to the beginning of 
products ordered and then they're coming in. And we're just as as a team collaboratively looking at this is what we're doing. Do we see any loopholes or or falling blocks, I guess is what Mm -hmm. I would call them. And how can we fill that gap um, so that, you know, there's more customer communication, there's nothing being left undone or we're crossing our T's, dotting our I's and just really feeling, feeling, filling those gaps. Sorry. Um, And I really see and like how that's going to come together. So there's going to be a lot of expansion. So with that is just really fine tuning some processes, also implementing some new processes. Um, And when I say that, I guess specifically like even with jobs in progress, um, we have a lot of those that go on Mm -hmm. and trying to see if there's a different way that we can't do that. I just, I, I have an idea because I've seen job postings for jobs in progress, but can you explain that? Because I think there's some people at the, the company that be like, okay, like I understand maybe what you're talking about, but it's more than just like, oh, job in progress. Someone's, you know, making sure they've got that extra homeowner communication, but it's really explain what that means. So we have an install and then the installers go out and a service issue arises. It could be that product came in damaged or we get out there and we start to pull a window or a door and there's rot around the openings. So then it now becomes what we call, we flip it into a job in progress, a JIP. Um, And so that's anything that we can't complete full installation for, for that day. Um, So then um, it, and that also includes any jobs within the first 30 days. So let's say if we leave the job and then, the homeowner notices something and they'll call in and they'll be like, well, I noticed um, something with the trim or, you know, something Mm -hmm. along that line. And then um, we'll make a service note. James will then turn around and reach out to the homeowner or the IPM, which is the install project manager, will reach out to the homeowner, discuss it with them, get the full scope of what is going on. And then we'll write up what we call a JIP and that will just tell us what material, if any products need to be reordered how many men need to go out for the day, how many hours, and then, of course, travel time. And then communicating that, getting the products ordered, right? and then setting a new, ser- you know, next service date to go out. Yeah, I think just one word that keeps coming back over and over again is communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and this company, since I've been here, has expanded so much, and communication is ever more important Um just, yeah, I guess talk about how important it is for your team. And then some of the um, practices, I guess, and, and types of communication that you've tried to implement or just, you know, have seen that works and, and maybe doesn't work and you're trying to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, one big thing is, you know, from the order date until the install date, really would like some, you know, that reaching out to that homeowner and just giving them that heads up that, hey, you know, we see that we have an estimated delivery date, you know, we'll reach out to you once we can confirm that date and then we'll get you placed on the schedule. Trying to have that communication in between that time. Because sometimes that can be two months, sometimes that can be five months. Right. It depends on what the product is being ordered. Um, also, um, even after install, if it goes into a service just, or even if it doesn't go into a service, just that post follow-up. You know, we have the survey, but just checking in. Um, And then same with the service, just trying to fine-tune some of that. We're also just um, working with communication, and that's through all the departments within Richmond Window Corp. 
within the order notes and trying to make sure that we can kind of get a full scope of what is going on currently within the job instead of just having to go through all the different windows. Yeah. So that's one big. Yeah. And I think communication is big too, because like you just said, product is what it is. There's lead time on, on everything. And depending on how complex a window may be, may dictate that. But I would say what you're overseeing too, is like keeping that excitement because obviously, okay, I need new windows. That can be a scary proposition because you don't know cost and you, you know, you're meeting and you're trying to figure it out as a homeowner. And then next thing you know, okay, like this presentation and the design consultant has done so well, these windows look awesome. How do you like try to keep your team to in that time, keep the energy up when they're talking to homeowners? Because it is an exciting day for our homeowners when the windows go in, but there is some time where it's like, man, are these things ever going to come in? Mm-hmm. Um, just letting them know that it's coming in. Right. Um, really haven't worked on that aspect with right. the team. Okay. Melissa does a great job in leading them and trying to help with keeping that morale up and trying to keep in the communication with the homeowner during that time. Yeah. Um, we talked about some of the goals for you. Do you see any big challenges or obstacles that uh, may arise? I mean, I know growth is the probably the biggest obstacle. And I, you just said before we started recording that we're blowing this thing up because I had mentioned in the year, you know, or so that there's three people to an office next door, mm-hmm. um, which is great. That means we need people, but it's, it's incredible to see the growth over there. It- it is. There's going to be a lot of growth. We are actually interviewing for quite a few positions at this time. And I think that is the um, big hurdle is hiring, training them, onboarding them, and then also training them with the processes or the ideas that we already have in mind, what we've already implemented and bringing them on, knowing that there's still going to be continual change as we move forward in this communication flow and filling those gaps. Um, and then the office space, which we're just excited when we get to the new office. Yeah, that's been, we're hoping to maybe page next time comes on <laughs> our, our show can break that news, but it is, it's incredible to see. I mean, obviously you're a part of this growth and um, I think the unique thing about Richmond window is that it seems it's, everybody is different, but there is like an overarching, I guess we get back to Thomas and the uh, talent acquisition team with Vanessa of just explaining core values from the beginning, mm-hmm. because uh, going over there, uh, there's people that have been there for two or three years and then there's people that have just started, but it still seems that those core values of integrity, ambition, respect, and care mm-hmm. are, are there for everybody right away. Correct. Mm-hmm. So that says um, a lot about your team and how you guys bring people on. Is there one thing in these next few months uh, as you continue your job here at Richmond Winter that you're most excited about maybe? Definitely the, ex- the, the growth. Um, and when I say that is bringing on the new employees. But I think the one thing that I'm really looking forward to is working on our jobs in progress and um, focusing on what really qualifies as the job in progress, how long and can we get the time down and how long that may stay open. Because in your opinion, that's where we're going to see the most return and like keeping people happy because Correct. the goal is to give the homeowner the uh, home improvement experience of their dream. So that's a huge part of it is like, Hey, something didn't come in or Correct. yada, yada, yada. This is how we're going to fix it. Mm-hmm. And having that response right away and, and being able to get the product in so that it's resolved in a quick, timely fashion manner. Yeah. 
Awesome. April, thank you so much for stopping by and joining our podcast today. It's awesome to get to know you uh, a little bit more. And I hope that this is a Chesapeake Bay weekend. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, It's going to be Shenandoah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Get out there and see some fall foliage. Well, April, thanks so much um, for your time this afternoon. Uh, That's going to wrap us up. Remember, if you're listening on Spotify to subscribe uh, and like and rate this podcast. And then if you're on our YouTube channel, please also subscribe. Uh, And thanks for stopping by. Thank you.